Hi, I'm Charlotte. I'm a therapist based in little old New Zealand. Life is too short to walk around feeling crap, so come and join me as we explore how to feel better. Whether feeling better for you is about managing anxiety, improving your relationships, lifting your mood, or working out who you are in this world, this is the place where I hope you will find some strategies and insights that will help you feel better. Thanks for joining me. Well, ahoy, me hearties. Here we are for another episode. This will be the first episode I've recorded since the podcast got published on Apple Podcasts. So if you're here through Apple, welcome. I'm delighted to be here with you. Uh, if you haven't met me before, I'm Charlotte. I'm a mum of three. I live in a place called Christchurch, New Zealand, which I think now is important to introduce because what I have been able to see through my podcast stats of late is that there are people listening actually from all over the world. It started with predominantly New Zealand with the odd listener from Australia and now there are people in Poland and Singapore and the United States and South Africa and all sorts of places around the world and that is absolutely wild to me that I'm sitting at my desk in my to be honest spare room because I don't have some kind of luxury office set up, uh, but I've just been out for a walk with my puppy. It is an evening and my kids are tucked up in bed and here I am recording a little something that can make it into your ears in another part of the world entirely. So this is such a privilege to be given a little bit of space in your life to speak into something that I believe is important at this time of year. And that is dealing with the beginning of the year overwhelm. Now, I've picked this topic because, surprise, surprise, I actually listen to whatever is going on for me and think about what it is that I'm doing to manage a particular uh, emotion or a particular kind of challenge that I'm having at a time of year and think, gosh, I wonder if other people are also experiencing this. And then think, well, let's record a podcast on that. So that is pretty much how the planning goes in terms of thinking about topics. I'm going to get a little bit better at that as the year goes on, I hope. But essentially, I know that at this time of year, at least in the Southern Hemisphere, where people are going back to school after what might have been an extended break, so the kids are about to head back to school, the working year is kind of ramping up, people are getting back from summer holidays, um, but also it's just that sort of beginning of the year energy and pressure, wherever you are in the world, I'm sure that that pressure has made its way to your country. Uh, and so I just wanted to give some ideas on how do you deal with the beginning of the year overwhelm. Now I've got two episodes that might be helpful to you on this topic. They are actually some of my most listened to episodes, so I have got one episode that is completely about managing overwhelm so just in general kind of terms what do you do when you're overwhelmed what might help so go back and have a listen to that one after this if you want to deep dive into overwhelm in more general terms and then there is another episode I think you should listen to if you're listening to this one and that is the emotion regulation episode probably haven't had as much feedback about episodes as that emotion regulation one which is really in a nutshell about how you consider your current emotional state and think about the emotion that you want to move towards and how you get there. And not just kind of viewing emotions as things that we have to sit in and stay in 
without being able to kind of do anything about that and thinking about how we kind of take control and respond well to our feelings, not suppressing them, not skipping over them, but just recognizing that actually we do have the power to move ourselves through feelings if and when we want to. So the emotion regulation episode is a really good listen as well. So I encourage you towards those two. But for today, I just want to talk about some of the things that I think are helpful to consider at this time of year when you're getting back into kind of the beginning of the year wind up and thinking about how you manage that, how you respond to that well, because it is a situation that a lot of people currently find themselves in. Now, a big question I want to raise now, and I'm going to come back to it at the end of the episode, is really, I hope, a big enough question that gets you thinking, and it is this. Was that break that you just had really nice because actually you're on too much of a hamster wheel and you need more rest? So is one of the reasons that you are struggling and feeling overwhelmed in the transition back to life at its usual pace because actually life at its usual pace is too fast and kind of sucks. So I want you to think about from that perspective, is there too much on your plate? Is there too much going on? And actually that break showed you again what rest feels like, what it feels like to have lots of time connecting with friends. And I absolutely get it that what life looks like over the summer holidays can be a bit of a dream state and isn't what we can recreate through our regular kind of day-to-day and week-to-week lives. Like we have to go back to work at some point. Uh, Commitments kind of ramp up and there are good things about those commitments that we have on a regular basis. But I think the thing that's really important to pause and reflect on is what did you love about your summer holidays that you want to carry into the year ahead? Because you don't have to leave all of that good stuff behind. And you can look at what you enjoyed about your summer and take the invitation to include more rest, to include more social time, to include more creative time, to have more evening walks. Whatever it is that you loved about your summer, you can bring elements of that into the rest of your year. You do not have to wait till after Christmas 2024 to get back into some of those great things. So have a think about whether there are any adjustments and changes you want to make and if that emotional reaction of like oh this is overwhelming and this is too much and gosh I'm just really feeling under the weight of my own life at the moment and the expectations is that actually telling you something that you really need to listen to because perhaps it's time to finally listen so that's the question I want to throw out there as we begin this episode What I want you to um, consider from this little list is just, you know, there are some things on this list that might be relevant to you, that might feel helpful for you to consider, and there are other things that'll be like, nope, that doesn't apply to my life, but I'm putting it out there anyway, Um, and you can just pick and choose uh, as the listener what fits for you. So some ideas on dealing with this beginning of the year overwhelm. The first thing I want to say is try and systematize the practical stuff. Now, often when we are in work roles and we have our work hat on, we think about systems and then we get into our home life and we don't think about systems as much. We let some of that stuff just kind of go out the window. I think that that is a really sucky way to be. And what I really want you to consider is are there systems that you can put in place around some of the practical stuff that you find overwhelming? So think about what can you take out of busy times 
by having saved shopping lists, rotating meal plans with the same ingredients. Like we eat the same thing for two weeks. Uh, We've got set lists of ingredients. We've got this kind of groove of what that looks like and online shopping. And it is a dream. And it just takes so much of the kind of, oh, crap, what's for dinner, which is usually the point that I would feel overwhelmed, takes it out of the mix. So think about the systems that you can bring around those things. Also try and get into a regular groove for anything self-care related for you. So for example, three evenings a week, my husband takes more of the lead on bedtime with the kids so that I can go for an evening walk. I loved my evening walks over summer because I found myself like not catching up on work or clearing emails and that sort of thing in the evenings. And so I could get out and have a stroll and that was great. And I want to bring that more into my life. So instead of wishing for those things, Where and how is that going to happen? What conversations do you need to have to get yourself set up in some really good grooves? So instead of thinking, I'm going to want and wish for this and ask for it as a one-off, actually, instead of having that one conversation about, does it suit for me to go for a walk tonight? Have that conversation once about, can I do this three times a week on a Monday, Wednesday and Saturday, whatever that looks like. Think about how you can have those conversations and then set yourself up into something that's ongoing and works for you. Some Sometimes when you're feeling overwhelmed and there is a lot swirling around, you probably know what I mean by that. There's a lot kind of, there's a jumble of things. It is really helpful to get visual plans. Now that might be using an online tool to get your to-do list sorted out or even I've just lately been using the to-do list in my phone um, got a new phone that lets me tick them off. Oh, the tick off feature on a phone means now I can stop using paper to-do lists and put it on my phone because it lets me tick it. So good. But think about those visual plans. So that might be writing up on a, a piece of paper on the fridge or on a whiteboard or something, your meal plan for the week or the schedule of what is happening. But get some of those commitments and things out of your head and ideally in a place where Other members of your household can see those things too. Try and take the pressure off where you can. So think about having easier meals, only cooking and therefore cleaning up every second night. Like where is it that you can take some of the pressure off yourself at this point in time? It might be that you want to reduce something that you regularly do for a little while because actually there's a lot going on. Just where is it that you can possibly take the pressure off and Uh, How might you enact those plans? Now, this is another big one amongst all my little practical tips, but I think that this is really, really super important. Consider what is the belief behind the thing that is adding pressure for you? So it might be that you're back into the groove of work and suddenly there's all the stuff that you feel has to be done right away and that feeling of pressure that is coming from that is actually stemming back to beliefs about perhaps not wanting to disappoint others or fearing being left out or left behind or overlooked or insignificant or not good enough or whatever it is. Is there a belief that you can identify that is really where this pressure is coming from? It's sometimes helpful to think about the other way around, like If I really didn't mind about disappointing others, how might I manage the tasks that I have for work this week? If I really, really um, 
didn't care about somebody else, uh, you know, leaving me out of something or feeling like I'm missing out, how easy might it be for me to say actually no to that social or recreational hobby thing that I might be otherwise doing this week? So if you had a different belief or a different way of seeing things, would the pressure resolve is a useful question to consider. Now, last week, I was talking a lot with my counselling clients about beliefs and about how we need to get beyond just thinking about our thoughts and our behaviours and our emotions. We need to get down to what are the beliefs that are behind all of those things. Now, the little analogy that I use for this is when it comes to working with beliefs, it's more like going 10-pin bowling, where if you can knock down that central pin, all of the other pins are bowled over and that's a really efficient way to do things like that's the goal right to be able to knock out that central pin and knock down all of the others in one swoop or in as few swoops as you possibly can now if we deal with beliefs that's what's that's what ends up happening we don't have these recurring situations over and over again because beliefs cause problems in all sorts of areas of our life and if we're just constantly dealing with the situations, the problems, the feelings, the thoughts that are coming from those beliefs, I liken it more to playing whack-a-mole, like that game at the fair, or maybe more appropriately now that like an arcade, um, good old time zone, any of those places where you're kind of like whacking those things down that are popping up from, um, from the hole going like whack, 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 stop, 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 trying to stay on top of these um on top of this game and on top of it getting faster as you keep going. That's what it feels like to be keeping on dealing with recurrent issues that are coming out of the same beliefs. So if you're feeling pressure and overwhelmed, it is worth stepping back and considering what's the belief behind this pressure. If you want some help with that, I just last week put together a little journaling exercise that I can send you. So please get in touch with me if you'd like it. I'd love to hear from you. Uh, but I put put this little journaling exercise together. It's an exercise I've been using for 15 years. I actually hate journaling. <laughs> this is the only journaling that I do. And this, uh, the questions that I ask in this are actually quite fundamental to how I operate as a counsellor as well. So if you would like to see that journaling exercise, please get in touch. But it's a useful way of considering whether there are some beliefs that are problematic, that are behind the difficult feelings that you're feeling at this time. This next tip is a big one. Write your to-do list and check that it is manageable before you start doing things. So if your day starts like this, I've got so much to do, I've got so much to do, I've got so much to do, I'm going to start doing the things. If your day starts like that, that sucks and you need to stop doing it. Before you embark upon your working day or your working around the house day or whatever it is that you're doing with your time, Firstly, you need to sit down and write out your to-do list and check, is this a realistic expectation for myself? Is it realistic that I can get these things done? Schedule the things that you need to do, take things off the list and put them on a different day if it's not realistic to get that done today. But you will feel such a sense of failure if you just go, 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 go as fast as you can and can't see where you've been and set yourself up to fail by not having a manageable to-do list. So make a commitment to yourself that before you start doing stuff, you first do the list. Take some time to write that out and consider if it's manageable 
and make sure that you're set up to win by going, I've got this amount of time, I'm planning to get these things done and the likelihood is you'll be able to get those things done. Leave a little bit of wriggle room and margins for those phone calls that you need to respond to or quick email responses, whatever that looks like. But it is really worthwhile spending some time making your to-do list before you start working. Next tip is take the pressure off your big goals. I honestly think that we set New Year's resolutions and there is an episode a couple of episodes back about what's wrong with your New Year's resolutions. Well worth a listen. Um, If you can't see that you do not have to achieve all of your New Year's resolutions in January and you're feeling like really pressured about keeping those things up, it can be quite helpful to chunk your goals down and consider the base habits that you want to start with And think about, what am I going to get done in this first quarter? What is it about that resolution or that goal that I've made that actually might be able to wait until the winter? Like, work out a plan of what it is going to look like. Take the pressure off those big goals and chunk it out because you actually have all year. It's not all about January. The other thing I'd like to say is get help if you can and have a reset if you need to. So I know that over recent weeks, my house has been in steady decline of the things that I need to get on top of because we've just kind of been doing the basics and trying to keep up while we've got kids at home over school holidays. So if you need to do a bit of a reset schedule and when that's happening, I've actually, as a little bit of a um, a extra help, I've booked an organizer to come in and help me for a few hours one day just to tackle a couple of spaces that I know are really on top of me and I know that that will set me up for being able to get some other things done myself. I know that that is a luxury but the other thing that you can do and something that I've done as well is actually ask for help. Um, So a task that I would usually do, I have said to my husband, look I've got more on my plate at the moment than I should have and I need to shuffle some things. I know that I usually do this thing around our house, but actually, can you get this done this time? Uh, And yeah, sure, that's fine. And that's a job that is going to take half an hour, but something that for me would sit and I would find uh, something that really drained me and a job that doesn't necessarily take that long, but is something that just sucks the life out of me. So I have said to him, please, can you do this job? Um, And when you ask for help, you'll be surprised how many times people willingly say yes. The other thing I think is worth considering is what are the little things that actually help you have a feeling of being on top of things that don't actually take a whole lot of time. So for me, it's things like cleaning my handbag or clearing and organizing my desk. Like they are jobs that might take 10 minutes, but the return on investment in terms of the emotional return on investment and the gain for me far exceeds the little bit of time I spend doing the task. So think about the little things that help you um, feel more on top of things that have high bang for your buck. Next, you knew that this was going to be in here somewhere, but prioritize movement. So it doesn't have to be heavy, Um, movement you don't have to be running around going to hit classes but just think about what is it that you can prioritize a little walk around the block at lunchtime or you know instead of sitting on your phone when you've parked up to pick up children or waiting for an appointment actually can you spend that 10 minutes going for a little bit of a wander can you go outside and do a bit of a stretch while you're sitting on the grass 
and letting the sun shine on you, but just think about how do you prioritize movement. I've actually been really pushing myself because one of my defaults would be to uh, just walk on the treadmill at the gym, and I know that that is not as beneficial for me mental and emotional health-wise as getting out and about in nature. So I've been pushing myself to do that lately. I uh, would prefer to be on the treadmill at the gym in the air conditioning watching something on my phone, but I know that actually what is more beneficial for me, um, given that I have limited time, is to also use that time for getting some sunlight and getting some outdoor time in. The other thing, now I'm sorry to do this one to you, is could you maybe sometimes replace the chocolate or the wine or the energy drinks or the bitching to a friend with some healthier options like journaling two squares of chocolate instead of the block I don't know putting your legs up the wall is another great one to um to give you a bit of a reset drinking some really cold icy water through a straw, I know that sounds really little, but it's a really amazing reset feeling, lying in the sun, pulling some weeds in the garden, getting your hands in the dirt, whatever it is. But those easy things that we reach for actually often make us feel even worse, that extra coffee, whatever it is. But think about what can I do that is going to pay me back more than this kind of temporary feeling that I might gain from this little thing that I'm going to reach for at this point in time. So think about what you can replace those kind of natural tendency things to do that might be a healthier alternative for you to feel better in the long run. Then the other thing I would really um, encourage you to do is to book your next holiday. So think about, okay, sometimes when we return to work, we haven't got that sense of, I've just got to keep going until this point. We don't have that thing to look forward to. And so look at your week and work out where the downtime is. Now, I saw a really great tip recently from a New Zealand lady who has some really great content around mental health. Her name is Lucy Hone. And she showed one of the things she does for the year, which is getting out a calendar, like a wall calendar. She has a work one that she buys and then she buys a personal one that is just about where in the year the fun is happening. And I love this idea. So then she can look visually across the year and think about how far apart the fun is spread and where the spots are that she needs to add in some extra fun. I loved that idea. So make sure that you've got some plans um, afoot for where your next dose of fun is going to come from, where your next dose of creativity or downtime or relaxation or social time or whatever it is that's most important to you moving through these feelings of overwhelm. When is it happening? When is the next opportunity for that? And keep that realistic of like, okay, no, maybe the next big holiday isn't happening until Easter time or something. But what are the little things that you can put in place to look forward to? A meal out with a friend or a night where you've booked a babysitter and you're going for a walk on the beach. Whatever that looks like. Um, look at your week, look across the next few months and think about what it is that you're going to look forward to. So that's a whole lot of ideas. I wonder if you're still thinking though about the question from the start about whether you're on too much of a hamster wheel and these feelings are essentially a protest. That is probably the most important question that you can take away from today's episode that you could spend some time thinking about and I really encourage you to wrestle with that question if you need to. Is how I'm feeling a sign that my regular life 
the rhythm, the groove, the pace that I expect of myself is too much. That that break was really nice because I need more of that break vibe through my regular life. So I'm sorry if I've upset the apple cart by raising that question, but I hope that there is a little bit of a challenge in that for at least some of you. So we've covered systems for practical stuff, visual plans, taking the pressure off where you can, considering the beliefs, and don't forget to message me if you want that journaling exercise, writing your to-do list and checking it's manageable before you start working, taking the pressure off your big goals you've got all year, getting help to have a reset and schedule when those things are happening, do the little things that give you the highest return on investment for your time, prioritize movement, replace those unhealthy things that you reach for, and look at your week and the months to come and work out where the downtime and fun is. I hope there's something somewhere in that for someone. I am sure that there are many people in the same boat at the moment who are feeling the overwhelm of the beginning of the year. I'm sending so much love to you and want to send uh, my support your way. I am in this boat with you and I know that it can be such an overwhelming time of year. Ask for help. Do the things that you need to do. Don't stay in this state and lose the, all of those good relaxation and holiday vibes that you just built up. You need to make sure you hold on to that um, and don't just let yourself get sucked back into the rat race. I am keen to hear if there is something that particularly stood out for you from today's episode. Don't forget that I would love for you to connect with me. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening to this episode. I'd love to connect. So feel free to find me on Facebook, Instagram or LinkedIn. And don't forget to subscribe so you can see when the next podcast episode is out. See you next time.